Welcome to Herrick Does That, a podcast on current legal topics, relevant industry and legal trends, and significant developments in the law, brought to you by the attorneys of Herrick Feinstein. I'm Erwin Kishner, Herrick's executive chairman, and I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike Smith. I'm a partner in the real estate group here at Herrick Feinstein. Today, we have a great program. We're going to be talking about New York City's FRESH program, which stands for the Food Retail Expansion to Support Health Program in New York City. It offers zoning and tax incentives to encourage development or retention of grocery stores in designated zones in the city. It's a very multidisciplinary program, including zoning, tax, and government relations. And I have three distinguished Herrick panelists, which collectively cover the gamut of what's involved in a fresh application. I have Patrick O'Sullivan, who's going to speak to the government relations side and was actually involved in the creation of the program back in 2009 when he was the former head of real estate at EDC. I have Brett Gottlieb, who here at Herrick focuses solely on real estate tax incentives, which include 421A, ICAP, and FRESH. And I have Ellen Hay, an urban land use planner in our zoning department. So with that, I'm going to kick it off to Patrick, who's going to start with regard to the creation and general description of the program. So as uh, Mike said, I'm Patrick O'Sullivan, partner in the real estate group here at Herrick Feinstein. And my practice typically focuses on real estate development transactions, uh, including mixed use transactions and uh, transactions involving uh, oftentimes a, a public private component to them. Uh, and so uh, oftentimes they'll they'll involve uh, some form of uh, of incentive program, including uh, including the the fresh program. Uh, and so as Mike Mike said, you know this this program actually dates back uh, over over a decade now. And um, when it was uh, when it was first uh, hatched, you know it was at a time uh, in the city where uh, the city had. Uh, uh, a, a significant number of what we called food deserts, uh, which were areas uh, of the city where neighborhoods just didn't have and and residents just didn't have uh, access to fresh food and quality uh, supermarkets. And so the idea was to come up with a package of incentives, uh, both uh, zoning incentives and tax incentives to spur the development of, of supermarkets in these neighborhoods. Because at, at the particular time when this was hatched, uh, you know, it seemed like every new retail space was going to a, a bank uh, or to a pharmacy or, or something like that. And so this was this was meant to level the playing field for supermarkets and really provide residents with an opportunity to have better access to fresh foods. And so that's uh, how it came about. Great. Thanks, Patrick. And Ellen, in terms of location, as of now, where are the fresh zones located in New York City? Thanks, Mike. I'm Ellen Hay at Herrick Feinstein's Land Use Group. Uh, we have lawyers and planners, professionals who work with property owners and assisting them in getting uh, approvals from the city government on zoning and land use matters. And um, we have had a number of clients who we have represented on fresh food store applications. Uh, under the zoning portion of the FRESH program, the areas are in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Queens. In the proposed updated changes to the zoning text, the areas will be expanded in community districts in the Bronx, community districts in Brooklyn, community districts in Queens, 
And first will be included a community district in Staten Island, where this program will be eligible for zoning incentives. And I think it's it's worth noting that, uh, Alan, as you said, that's that's with respect to the the zoning incentives when it comes to the discretionary tax incentives. Uh, there are already uh, areas of, of Staten Island where those discretionary tax incentives can be made available. Alan, when are the changes set to take place? I'm just curious what the status is and whether there's like a relevant update. The proposed zoning text amendment has been certified. It was certified in May of 2021, and it has gone before the community boards and the borough presidents and will now go back to the City Planning Commission with the hopes that the text amendment will be adopted, uh, I would say, sometime in October. Okay, great. And Brett, can you talk a little bit about the tax side, including whether or not you could do the tax side without the zoning? side and whether there's overlap in terms of geography with regard to the tax and zoning sides. Sure. Thanks, Mike. And again, I'm uh, Brett Gottlieb. I'm special counsel at Herrick Feinstein, uh, and I work with uh, tax incentive programs, specifically FRESH, also the ICAP and the 421A programs. With regards to Mike's question, the FRESH zoning program is actually a separate program from the tax program meaning that there are certain areas that are eligible for one program and not the other. On the EDC or the New York City Industrial and Development Agency, uh, on their website, they do have a map which actually shows you uh, those areas that overlap. Uh, Specifically, there's overlapping areas in parts of the Bronx, Queens, and Brooklyn. And those areas which are available for standalone benefits in particularly there, there is an area currently in Staten Island, uh, which is eligible for tax and not zoning. They are two separate and completely different application processes and eligibility on the tax side is discretionary. It's mostly uh, the, the, the city has taken the position that, that they're, they want to see a demand in a particular community which is why the map is designated as such. These are areas which have been determined to be under certain areas. Can you explain the basic eligibility requirements for the program? In order to maintain eligibility for the FRESH program on the tax side, um, there are certain requirements which must be um, adhered to, including the 5,000 square feet of the the retail space uh, must be dedicated to non-food or grocery products products that are intended for home preparation um, or consumption or utilization. Um, There's also a requirement that 30% of the retail space is to be dedicated towards perishable goods, and at least 500 square feet of the store must include or be utilized for uh, for the, the sale of fresh produce. Great. And so, Brett, can you explain exactly what you get from a tax perspective in terms of the fresh zoning side? So I recognize that it's discretionary, but what do you if you get the approval, what do you actually get? Well, you get a whole laundry list of of uh, benefits, actually. The one that's probably most appealing would be a 25 year tax benefit on your real estate property tax. This benefit would give you a 100 percent exemption on land. Um, New York City property tax is divided into a building and a land component. So the land component would be 100 percent exempt. The building component would be exempt over and above a base year. 
Um, that base year is determined as of the time that the application is submitted um, and reviewed uh, by the EDC. Um, if you are building on vacant land, then your base year may in fact be zero. So what that ends up being is a benefit which would have a zero um, property tax for an extended period of time. While the benefit is a 25 year term, it does phase out um, in the latter years, uh, meaning that you will start paying some tax on the building in the future. In addition to the, the benefit on the, on the property tax, there's also a sales tax benefit, which is typically used on any materials, um, any fixtures or construction related costs. It's an exemption on sales tax on both New York City and New York State. And there's also a mortgage recording tax, which would be reducing the, uh, the mortgage recording tax from a 2.8% to 0.3% on mortgages. Um, I would want to point out, though, that these benefits are only useful for the portion of the building which is applying for fresh quite often, especially, you know, in dealing you know, multi-story projects and especially those where there's a zoning incentive as well. Uh, you're going to see mixed use uh, development and in, in which case that uh, any of these benefits would be prorated. And on the tax side, it would require the creation of a condominium tax lot specific for the fresh benefit. Um, and for the sales and mortgage recording taxes, they would uh, be prorated um, accordingly based upon the percentage of the square footage being allocated towards fresh eligible space. Great. Thanks, Brad. On the zoning side, Ellen, same questions. To what extent is it discretionary or as of right? And what exactly do you get from a bonus perspective on the zoning side? Thanks, Mike. Okay, from the land use group at Herrick, we represent property owners on specific actions from the City Planning Commission and various other agencies uh, related to development. So with regard to the FRESH program, the incentives are not as of right, and they require a certification by the chairperson of the City Planning Commission, which is an application that will go before the community board, but is a non-ULARP item. And the incentives are related to both new construction and also to renovation of existing buildings. I might add that uh, renovation of existing buildings um, is a little bit more arduous because you have to fit the building into the program. But let's focus on the new construction side on the zoning incentives. So the zoning incentives are that you get additional residential floor area for every square foot of fresh food store included in the development. You get one square foot of floor area of residential. So when you are providing a fresh food store, you are permitted to get an additional floor area up to 20,000 square feet beyond what would be permitted as of right in the zoning district. The second incentive is that for providing a fresh food store, you can receive a waiver of the required parking requirements up to 10,000 square feet of the provided fresh retail area. And in most uh, lower density residential areas where this program would be applicable, 
um, there's a very high parking requirement. So particularly in new construction, but in an existing building, having the exemption of up to 10,000 square feet of the fresh food retail area not required to provide parking is a quite an incentive. And the last part is the additional building height that you would be permitted above what the as of right building height would be uh, required under the zoning district. And that additional building height is up to 15 feet otherwise um, permitted. And you must provide in order to obtain the height, the building height increase, you must provide uh, the first story that's occupied by the fresh food store has to have a minimum finished floor to ceiling height of 14 feet. And the height of the finished ceiling height must be at least 14 feet above curb level. So it can't be below curb level. So the first floor generally of the fresh food store where it's located has to be 14 feet. And then you are permitted to raise the building 15 feet higher than the required district regulation. Great. Thanks, Ellen. So next question is really for the group. In terms of popularity, I, I recognize from an applications and approval standpoint, uh, FRESH may not necessarily be the most popular program, but I'm curious whether from an anecdotal perspective, you, you think the same thing in terms of uh, potential purchasers and or developers doing diligence on sites in terms of questions that are asked about the program and next steps on it. Uh, Mike, I'll, I'll start off from the uh, tax perspective. So to date, uh, the city is reporting um, 28 projects. And again, this is over a multi-year time period that have actually been approved for the fresh tax benefit. So obviously the numbers are not overly impressive. However, there is a constant um, flow of developers who are requesting information regarding the program because of the extraordinarily large amount of value which is added in terms of the uh, the multiple benefits which I discussed previously in this conversation. What ultimately happens though is because a lot of developers attempt to undertake this process on their own, they ultimately find themselves overwhelmed with the application process, the approval process, and quite frankly, the leases which you have to enter into with the city as part of this process. The city requires that you enter into uh, a lease and then they lease back the space to you as a matter of, of course. So when we walk our clients through this process, we've had a generally a higher success rate of and higher appreciation for the value of the benefit that the benefit would provide to the, the client. But I would like to add that many developers find that because of the discretionary nature, either they're not eligible um, after they start the process or they're no longer interested because of the, the requirements which are set forth. Therefore, um, a lot of times developers pivot to the ICAP program as an alternative measure, which would offer them um, a similar but not identical um, set of uh, property tax benefits. And Ellen, in connection with the proposed changes to the program and or otherwise, do you see this changing on the horizon? The incentive program is popular. It generally works in uh, buildings that are affordable housing, although there are mar market rate buildings that do take advantage of the program. And I think in the expansion of the zoning areas, there will be an increase in certification applications seeking fresh food. 
but generally the areas are located in neighborhoods and community districts that do not have available and uh, numerous food stores. And to Ellen's point, the program is really designed to encourage development of these types of retail centers, which are not currently available in these particular neighborhoods. And I have seen on the tax side, uh, particular proposed projects get rejected by the EDC for reason that there just wasn't a particular community need for additional um, sources of, of these types of fresh food products and produce. So again, community need is, is a tremendous part of the equation here. Yeah, I, I would just add, though, that I would imagine, given the, the challenges facing the retail sector these days, and given that um, supermarkets are, are actually, I think, a more attractive option, this is a, a program that developers contemplating transactions should, uh, should at least give a, a look to, because, um, you know, if, if you can combine both the zoning and tax incentives on your project, it would, you know, it, it would seem to be, you know, a real value add. In the realm of affordable housing, you know, you could even you know, what, what some of my clients have, have also done is on top of capturing the um, the fresh benefit on the tax side for the for the uh, supermarket. And in addition to the zoning piece where they get the additional FAR, they can also avail themselves of the 421A program if it's a rental project. Um, so now you can have tax benefits on 100 percent of the property. Um, so there's various considerations that um, that we could help you with here at Herrick. So Patrick, provided that a developer wants to pursue this program, how do they go about applying for these incentives and when in the process do they reach out to Herrick for support? Well, I would uh, I would certainly encourage any any developer uh, or, or any party who's contemplating the potential use of of these incentives to engage as as early in the process as possible with us and 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 then with uh, with the relevant city agencies uh, because as as Brett said you know on the tax side. There, you do need to to be able to show that there's a, a need uh, in terms of a supermarket space. And so you're going to want to engage with EDC as, as early in the process as possible uh, just to make sure that uh, that your your project is is one that they'll um, that they'll they'll engage with you on. Uh, and on the uh, on the city planning side, I'd, I'd let Ellen uh, chime in, but I, I would imagine that there too, uh, you're going to want to get in front of uh, city planning as as early in the process as possible, uh, just to make sure that um, that they're on on board with uh, with what you're proposing. Absolutely, Patrick. Um, the certification by the chair at the certification application process is lengthy in the sense that it requires numerous preliminary discussions with city planning and applications to be reviewed with plans. And there's also a restrictive declaration involved on the property on the zoning side. So it's very important that, you know, we at Herrick have an opportunity to advise the clients and move forward quickly with the city to present these preliminary plans and ideas to make sure they're in line with the intention of the program and the local community where the building would be located. And also the other reason to get started early would be some of these benefits and specifically the sales tax benefit. It's important to get ahead of this because if those uh, that benefit is not retroactive, 
meaning that if you have certain expenditures towards the construction or the fixtures of the property uh, that you're going to be installing on the property, um, if you apply and get approved after the fact, then you're not going to get a refund for those at sales tax. That could be a significant loss. Um, so again, I highly encourage you to contact um, one of us uh, to start the process as early as possible as soon as you identify your property. Well, this was a great discussion. Patrick, I don't know if you have any final thoughts to to leave everyone off with. You know, I think, Mike, that, um, you know, when we think about the the program, when we think about uh, the, the real estate market, particularly at this point in time, you know, given the challenges, particularly when it comes to the, the retail sector and, and leasing up retail space, you know, I, I think what, uh, what we'll see and, and what we have been seeing is that uh, supermarkets are actually, um, whereas once before they were maybe a, a less attractive uh, potential tenant, um, are, are more and more a, a more attractive um, tenant for uh, for retail space. Uh, and given that, you know, as as developers start thinking about uh, potential projects uh, and uh, and how those uh, those projects are going to develop, um, they should they should really just give consideration to the program, particularly given the the value add that can be created by combining both the zoning and the and the tax incentives. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously here at at Herrick, um, we we have the the skill set um, and the the team that can uh, that can work and and assist uh, developers on uh, on both uh, both aspects in terms of this program. Thank you very much for joining us for Herrick's podcast. Herrick does that. To learn more about our firm and to listen to additional recordings, please visit us at www.herrick.com.